Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Continuing our discussion from the fifth chapter of the Adi Lila, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sri Krishna's Kaviraj Kusami Mahasaya Ki Jai. So we heard last night Kaviraj Goswami's introduction to the chapter and his first pranam verse, or his first uh, Mongol verse, um, in praise of Nityananda Prabhu, a, a verse that he's taken from the diaries, the notes of Surup Damodar. <clears throat> and um, there we heard uh, that his first verse was a summary, really, of four verses that are to follow. So there are five verses again that this chapter is commenting on. And um, so there were five figures in, in that verse. And Sankarshana Karnatoshai Gobodeshai Chapayogdeshai Shesyasyasyamsa Kalasa Nityanandakya Rama Sharanamamastu. So Sankarsham, the Mahavishnu, Igarbodakshai Vishnu, Shirodakshai Vishnu, and Sheshanag. And so these, as I mentioned last night, will be that verse will be unpacked, if you will, in terms of the five Personalities, the five manifestations of the Godhead that are mentioned therein, in four verses: one verse about Sankarshan, one verse about Mahavishnu, one verse about Garbhadakshay Vishnu, one verse about Shiradakshay Vishnu, and Anantasesh. And we learned that all five of these are five forms in in which uh, Balaram uh, expands himself into there are forms that he expands himself into and forms that those expansions uh, manifest themselves into so parts and parts of parts angas and kalas uh, Prabhupada uh, likes the term plenary portions and portions of plenary portions they're all very big characters and the uh, in the part of Vyom, in the, in the spiritual sky, the trans-spatial, timeless realms, and the world of time and space as well. And that includes the world of our intelligence, the world of our consciousness, our intelligence, our, uh, our, our, our consciousness, our ego, our intelligence, and our minds. Hmm? By extension, our senses, the mind being the sixth or eleventh of them, so uh, very much of a kind of a macrocosmic to microcosmic uh, explanation of how Balaram's influence is all pervading. Another place in Bhagavatam is described as the, and I'll get it right, the whoop and the, the whoop and the wharf, warp and weft. Of, the, of knitting. So when you knit, I guess you go this way and you go this way. So he's like covering everything. 
uh, got it covered from all sides, something like that. Mm. So, again, as we've discussed earlier, the world is a person. Mm. And so the world beyond the world, and, and he's a multi-personality person who manifests forms of consciousness that uh, constitute different aspects of his personality. Sri Krishna manifesting as Balaram. We call this the Vaibhava Prakash. A manifestation, Prakash, Vaibhava. Uh, he has a little bit of a different emotional makeup. We discussed that to some extent. The makeup, the ego, the, the conceit of a servant of Krishna and the uh, mood of friendship. Influenced also by by Dasya or and Batsalya by by servitude and and and, uh, and parental love. Thus, he presides over these three. <clears throat> these again, as I've described them at other times, are the primary forces: Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya. These are what the Goswamis are concerned with. Not so much with gravity and electromagnetic force, strong and weak nuclear force and so forth, which are said to be the powers of the world, but with the powers of, of love in these uh, shapes and these forms that it takes. Hmm? And so why? Why the God has to have a brother? Hmm? Yeah, it's, it, Because there's brotherly love. Hmm? We know that. Some sense we have some sense of that here, fraternal love, hmm? some semblance, some shadow of an experience of that. We may think it's the whole, but it's the shadow. Hmm? And for the shadow to exist, there must be the the light, something like that. Hmm? So a huge emotional wave in the ocean of bhakti rasa, of fraternal love, that is Balaram. Hmm? And again. Tinge with with Vatsalya and and Dasya, so presiding over these three, this is called Sambandarupa Bhakti. Hmm? And of course, there's a way to follow that Sambandarupa Bhakti. We call it Sambandanuga Raganuga. Hmm? Anuga Bhakti. Anuga means to follow, to follow the way of the Sambanda. Hmm? So we discussed these things to some extent and. Um, and, t- and we left then with the, the end of Kaviraj Goswami's brief description of his first verse, which again is unpacked in these next four verses, so he'll go into greater detail. I'm going to read the uh, the second of his Mongol verses about Nityananda Prabhu and comment on it <clears throat> for tonight's class. He says, Mayatite vyapi vaikuntaloke punaishvaye shri chaturvyuhamadye. Rupam yasyot pati sankarshanakyam tam sri nityanandaramam prapadye. Again, this is another verse of from the Kadacha or the notes, the notebook, the diary of uh, Swarup Damodar. These great devotees, Krishnadas Kabiraj Goswami, Brindamandas Thakur, uh, they collected, the, they were second uh, kind of generation and a half. Um, from the immediate associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nityananda Prabhu, and um, and so they they got the basis for their narrative, and um, uh, largely the the narrative I want to say, but to some extent the philosophy also from from 
um, from Murari Gupta's notes. Nandamadas, I think, has paid tribute to him. From Surup Damodar, the close secretary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. From Raghunath Das, in the case of uh, Krishna Das also. From Surup Damodar and Raghunath, Raghunath Das was placed under the care of Surup Damodar by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm-hmm. He took notes in Puri primarily once he became uh, a, a renunciate there. So uh, this verse, like the others of this chapter, apparently come from the uh, the notes of Srup Damodar, which is not which are not available anymore. There's no uh, manuscript um, available uh, attributed to Srup Damodar, but these texts, like Chaitanya Charitamrita, have referred to them. And so, uh, this is his second verse, and it says, What? Mayati te vyapi bhaikunta loke. So, Mayati te. Mayati te. Ati. Mayati. Here, ati means, it's a Sanskrit verse, it means beyond, uh, above, more than, great. Uh, ati. Um, more than Maya, beyond Maya, beyond the jurisdiction of the Maya Shakti. That is the the realm of time and space where we find ourselves to one extent or another, as much as we allow our minds to take us there. Hmm? In the presence of, of, of Daoji and Mupal, should allow and the chanting of Harinam, in such discussions we should allow our mind to take us elsewhere. Hmm? Uh, so be, anyway, beyond the, the 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 world of time and space, uh, this is a big question, of course. What's beyond the world of time and space? What's the source of the world? Hmm? So, in our estimation, there is another world altogether. Hmm? It's, I suppose, you could liken it to the early foundational philosopher of the West, Plato, and his ideas of. Of, of the world of forms here, which were the shadows, so to speak, on the walls of the cave, I believe, um, uh, of the real forms that existed in the light outside of the cave. Isn't that how he described it? Something like that? No, not quite. Not quite, but anyway, something about the cave and... Uh-huh. Anyway, beyond the shadows were the real forms, and this is the world of shadows. There's a uh, philosopher, what is his name, um, active in in um, philosophy of mind and and whatnot. Um, oh, his name is escaping me now. Quite well known uh, and not that popular. Uh, quite well-known and famous for other things, but not so popular for his opinion about consciousness, which is one that does not um, allow for the kind of reductionism, reduction of consciousness to matter that is is a more uh, uh, popular uh, idea. Chalmers? Hmm? Chalmers? Not Chalmers, no. Um, anyway, he, he, he's kind of a Kabbalist. Uh, he's a little bit of a affinity for the Jewish mysticism and he 
he posited that, 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 that there's a world, he said, like Plato speaks of, of, that's of, of mathematical, how did he say it, mathematical forms that has no, that's beyond time and space. There's a realm beyond time and space that, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> forgive me if I, 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 I can't uh, remember his name or exactly what he said, but it's the, something that very analogous in a sense to the idea of a world beyond uh, time and space that's more real uh, than this world. This is not an unreasonable um, idea. And Kaviraj w- wants to go into that in his way here, in, in, a, in a community uh, where people are readily um, um, uh, disposed to uh, such an understanding, such an explanation, I should say, um, much different than the world in which um, we live in today. So, mayatite, beyond the world of maya, beyond the world of nam and rupa, hmm? of names and forms, hmm? there's another world. And there are names and forms there. <laughs> but here the names don't correspond with the forms entirely, and we are making names and forms out of the mind, uh, through the mind. We're actually positing value as a unit of value ourselves through the medium of the mind and and uh, labeling things and making goods and bads and happies and sads and so forth. So it's beyond all of that. Hmm? As I've often said, it's, it's, it's relatively easy uh, to talk about the, the vacuous and empty kind of nature of the world of, of names and forms, hmm? if you will, and uh, to um, bring a spiritually inclined, open-minded person to the idea that there's an underlying consciousness that, that we are constituted of that transcends these these mental constructs about what the, what the world is, good, bad, happy, sad, and so on and so forth. But having brought them to that, hmm, to the underlying consciousness that you are that, and that is peaceful, it's beyond this mind constantly making judgments on the environment and so forth, um, we, we bring them there, and then we have to go from there in bhakti to talk about a, a world beyond mayatite, vyapi bakuntaloke. It's called vakuntalokam, and there are forms, and there are names there, so, but they're not like the forms and names here. Hmm? They're here today and gone tomorrow. You may call it one thing, some may call it another thing. Hmm? That's a little bit more difficult, more complicated. More, um, more, more beautiful, actually. More charming, more compelling, hmm? more complex, more specific, more possibility thereby for love and so forth. Hmm? So, my atite vyapi by kuntaloke. Beyond the world of Maya, there is a vaikunta that is vyapi by kuntaloke. There's a loka, a, a, a realm. Hmm? Um, loka also means people. Hmm? People are a realm. They're the world of living in the world of our our mind, so to speak. So there's a there's a there's there's a world there. Hmm? It's populated, and it's it vyapi by kuntaloke. It's it's uh, expands unlimitedly. Hmm? 
It's a transpatial space. Mayapi, mayatite vyapi vaikuntaloke purnaishvarya. We'll come back to this. Purnaishvarya shri chaturvayamaya madhye. Purnaishvarya. It is purna, full, aishvarya, full of majesty and wonder and opulence. Unimaginable in comparison to the 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 the, the, the efforts within this world on uh, the part of humans to make a wonderful creation, a display, a multimedia demonstration. The uh, your your multi-million-dollar um, resort, your, your estate, your uh, city. Hmm? Uh, to make it uh, uh, wonderful. Like I've said before that uh, if some of you have been to Aldaria and as you come from Aldaria you come from a very small place uh, although spacious and accommodating and, and down through the highway and out of the forest and onto the uh, uh, onto the major thoroughfares and you come into the San Francisco, and you're greeting into San Francisco is the Golden Gate Bridge, and you're coming across this Golden Gate Bridge, and it's a nice, nice term to explain that. Can I give the concept? The Golden Gate Bridge is a famous bridge, of course, into the city of San Francisco, and and out in the, as you go across the bridge in the bay, there's a little island called Alcatraz, mm-hmm. and they're, well, they're not it's not operative anymore, but they used to just break rocks in there. Break rocks. That's what they're, you know, you're, you're typical. Go to break rocks in the prison. Break rocks. They probably do things more constructive nowadays, but, but, um, and, and, and the whole of San Francisco is going on beyond them. And what is San Francisco compared to Alcatraz? That is breaking rocks. Um, very extraordinary display. Of opulence and possibilities, and, and the more you live in Alcatraz, and of course, if you if you've been there already to Vaikuntha, of course, there's no there's no coming from Vaikuntha to Alcatraz. There's no that's a the metaphor falls apart there for us, luckily. Uh, but just to give you some some idea, what is Vaikuntha? Some Purnaishwarya Sri. And Sri Chaturvuha Madhye. There is this fourfold Chatur for Vyuha, expansion, or it means also in Mahabharata, the word Vyuha is used as a formation hmm, of the army. It's a formation of consciousness, hmm, of, of, of Vasudev consciousness, the formation of consciousness into the forms of ego, intelligence, and mind. Hmm? still constituted of pure consciousness that preside uh, 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 over the over the Vaikuntha expanse. He says, Purnaishvayashi Chatur Vyuhamadhe Rupam Yasyodhati Sankarshanakyam. And amidst that Chatur Vyuha, that fourfold manifestation of or formation of consciousness, Bhagawan's ego, sense of identity, 
hmm? um, intelligence, mind. Hmm? It's a very interesting concept. Uh, amidst that view of that formation, uh, there is a beautiful, the beautiful form of sankarshan. Rupam yasud bhati sankarshanakyam. Tam sri nityananda ramam prapadye. So amidst that chapter view appears this this sankarshan. And we heard about a little bit about sankarshan yesterday. Um, of course, he's you know, one of the persons mentioned in yesterday's verse. Here, that one person is a whole verse is given to him. Hmm? And here, the sankarshan refers to both the mul sankarshan and the maha sankarshan. Hmm? Mul sankarshan is is Balram. Hmm? In his um, name-giving ceremony, hmm? Gargamuni was uh, coming into the into the Braj and Nanda Maharaj took advantage of the opportunity that the sage, the mystic, the, the priest, the, 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 the all-knowing hmm? Gargacharja hmm? is in town, in the village, so take advantage and let him preside over the name-giving ceremony for my sons. Hmm? The son of Yasoda, the son of Rohini, as it appeared. Hmm? And so, because of the atrocities of Kamsa, that were directed at newborn children within a certain time period hmm, to make a, a very um, outward and uh, overt and pompous uh, uh, celebration, hmm, uh, as would be the case for the name-giving of one's uh, sons. This is a, one of the sangskars, Nam, Nam, what is it, Nam? Namakarna, Namakarna, hmm? Namakarna. Sangskar, the name giving. Uh, you'd want to invite everybody, and, and, and but they didn't want to bring it, attention to the fact that these two, these two boys were here, so that and had been born and so forth. So quietly on the sly and in the cow shed, hmm? Hmm. Uh, the name giving ceremony for the two cowboys, cowherds, was uh, performed and. This Gargacharya was, of course, very much impressed by the boys, hmm? and he gave them various names. After going into meditation, doing their charts, astrological charts, and meditating and so forth, he gave different names for Krishna, spoke about him. Sometimes he's known as Vasudev. In the past, he's been known as Vasudev. Just a short few months or a short time earlier, he was the son of Vasudev and Mathura and so forth. Hmm? He appears in different colors at different times, in a golden color. Pita, what is that verse? Asan varno treohyasya. Asan varno treohyasya. Pita rakla shukha. Pita rakta. Pita. Pita rakta shukla. Krishna. He appears in yellow form and uh, white form and red form. And now he's appearing in the black form, therefore he'll be called Krishna. Krishna also means black. Hmm? Um, he'll do wonderful things. Hmm? He's, uh, he's like Narayan, but Narayan is not like him. Hmm. This is how Nanda Marsh took it. He's kind of like Narayan, 
but Narayan's not like him. Hmm. Uh, and this other boy, hmm, he will be named Ram. He will be named Baldev. He will be named Sankarshan. He will be named Baldev because he will show great strength. Hmm. We're hearing about his power here in different manifestations. And, and he'll be called Ram. There are many different Rams. There's Parasharam, Dasarati Ram, hmm? Radha Raman, hmm? Krishna. He'll be called Ram because he's the Ram who gives pleasure to Krishna. Actually, he said he'll give, he gives pleasure to his friends and family and so Really, by way of giving pleasure to Krishna. Hmm? This is, as we talked yesterday, what he's all about. Living for the, the pleasure, the, the form of fraternal love and service to Krishna. This is, he embodies this. Hmm? He'll be called Ram. For this end, he'll be called Sankarshan. Sankarshan means the plower. Hmm? He's the plower. He holds the plow. Hmm? And it also means to join together. Hmm? To join together. The plow is actually um, symbolizes also a joining together. Hmm? A joining together of humanity and and the uh, and the wild, so to speak, inasmuch as agriculture hmm, is the beginning of civilization and the domestication either of the humans or or the cows. As I've said before, I watched a video once about cows and uh, it was well done and the question was raised whether humans domesticated the cows or the cows domesticated the humans long, long time ago. Hmm? But the point being what? That when humanity, in a sense, moves from hunting and gathering lifestyle to agriculture, hmm? then there's a taming. Instead of killing the animal to uh, live from the food, from the, from, from the, from the, uh, the meat, I could keep the animal, turn him, the bull, into, into a plower, and grow things and eat for a whole year rather than a couple of nights. So with the domestication, man is moving from kind of distinguishing himself from the animal sector, humanity is, I should say, and bringing some animals along. Or the cow is so nice that maybe the cow, they say, domesticated the humans and wanted them to take care of them and give their milk and so forth. Uh, uh, so, anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a charming idea. The, so the, and the plow of Balaram is a, so representing like it's kind of a joining together, a, a domesticating of, of humanity and a caring, a care, taking a caretaking position Rather than a hunting and gathering position, a caretaking position of the of, of nature, hmm? and um, and in that context, of course, the cow is uh, an abundant giver of milk, from which the butter and the ghee can uh, be um, um, procured, and then ghee is the oil of the for the fire of sacrifice, and religion is born, and so forth. This is the Hindu idea. Religion is born with the cow hmm? and caring for the cow and the kindness hmm? that this involves. It's a, it's a humanity with a heart. 
coming forward. And, um, and taking that kindness then to its full measure, and that uh, self-sacrificing, uh, voluntarily doing something for someone else, we, we, we go in the direction of, of what we are all about as a unit of consciousness with a, a, capa- with a, 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 a giving capacity. We are a unit of giving capacity. Hmm? And so religion is thought to be born out of the cow, so to speak, in India. Very nice idea. And the plow. Hmm? So the bull is protected as well. So this, this uh, Balaram was named he who is the bearer of the plow and the joiner. Hmm? So in that sense, but in another sense, of course, he's the joiner of the Brishni dynasty and the, uh, and the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Hmm? There's Vasudev and Devaki in Mathura and uh, Baladev is is conceived and uh, uh, and residing in the womb of Devaki, hmm? but by the order of Bhagwan, Sri Krishna, Yoga Maya transferred him to the womb of Rohini, hmm? and he's born in the Braj as a cowherd. Hmm? So he makes a connection between the two families, the Chatriya lineage of Vasudev and the uh, Vaishya lineage of, of Krishna. Of course, this is only a kind of a resurfacing of a connection that's already there. Hmm? But in a prominent way, he, he brings them together. It's already there in the sense that Krishna's great-grandfather, Krishna's father is Nandababa, his father is Parjanya, and Parjanya's father is Devamidha. And he had a wife from the Vaishya uh, caste and a wife from the Chatriya caste. Hmm? And sons were born. Hmm? And so, and Vasudev came on the Chatriya side. And Krishna came on the Vaishya side. So, he. this is why, for example, in Bhagavatam, in Bhagavatam in the seventh canto, the seventh canto begins with, with Parikshit Maharaj's... Um, question about the partiality of God, hmm? whether God is partial or not. Hmm? This, is, this is the chapter where it comes up that no one falls from Vaikuntha. Hmm? Therefore, there must be an Adi Karma and all these things, hmm? which, is, which is also all about impartiality of God. When the question about the partiality of God arises in the sutras, of course, the answer is given, no, he's not partial. Uh, he's not... Uh, favors some and not others, that's all the workings of karma. Then the question arises, what about at the beginning when there was no karma? And the, the sutras say there was no beginning. Hmm? And that's the end. <laughs> there was no beginning, and that's the end. Hmm? End of the discussion. Move on to the next adhikaran, the next, the next topic. Of course, the next topic is, but there seems to be some partiality about the Lord towards his devotees. Yes, that's another thing. Hmm? That's another thing. That is the most beautiful quality of Bhagawan, hmm? his, his, his love for his devotees, hmm? and so forth. But um, this, anyway, the seventh canto begins with this question, and in order to answer the question, uh, a story is told of Nards speaking to Yudhisthira at the Radhasuya. And with the passing of Sisupal, who 
was a very envious of Krishna, but entered into Krishna and got Sayuja Mukti momentarily and then Sarupya Mukti hmm, after that. And how did that happen, given his disposition and so forth? And so Nard gives an answer about absorption in the Lord by different means. It's auspicious to one extent or another. If somehow or other uh, the mind can be absorbed in Krishna out of enmity, like Sisupal, out of fear, like Kamsa, hmm? out of calm, like the Braj Sundaris. And he says, Sambandad Vishnaya, or out of Sambanda, like the Vrishnis, out of Sneha, like the Pandavas, out of, out of, um, out of devotion, like me, Narada, Vaidhi Bhakti. Hmm? He gives these different examples. And so when he says Brishna, uh, what is Sambandha Brishnayaha, hmm? he says, out of Sambandha, out of relationship, like you're my relative and you love me because you're my relative, you're my cousin, my, my friend, my, my something like that, my brother, my mother. Hmm? You live in the house as my one of my uh, house um, maids or, or something. Brishnaya. Hmm? Um, but the Vrishni here in this verse of Bhagavatam, that refers to the Brajbasis. Hmm? This verse is a, is a reference in the Bhagavatam to two concepts that are, that are very important in Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Hmm? Two types of love in Vrindavan, Kamanuga and Sambandhanuga. Hmm? Kamanuga means out of just the desire. Hmm? This is the gopi's love for Krishna. Sambandhanuga means they love out of, out of friendship, out of servitude, out of parental affection. Hmm? Again, this is Sambandarupa Bhakti, and to follow in the wake of that is called Sambandhanuga. Hmm? These both paths are outlined in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. In the chapter on Sadhana Bhakti, Raganuga Sadhana Bhakti. Hmm? This is a verse from Bhagavatam that I'm citing, comes up here in our discussion uh, to an extent, where uh, these concepts are found. The Goswamis are not making something up as they go along. They're drawing it all from the Bhagavatam. Hmm? So a Bhagavatam reference for Sambandhanuga Rag Bhakti and Kamanuga Rag Bhakti. Hmm? The Gopis and the and the Vrishnis. These Vrishnis are the, the Brajabhasis. Ordinarily the Vrishnis would mean the adus hmm, and uh, and so forth of of uh, Dwarka and and, and, and Natura. Hmm. They're more commonly known as Vrishnis, but as I've explained, hmm, uh, Krishna's and the Brajabhasis are also uh, Krishna, in particular, considered uh, Vrishnis. Um, He's also described like that as as, a, as holding the door on hill for the Brishnis. So uh, 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 this and this Balaram, as we said earlier, Balaram Sankarshan, Balaram Mul Sankarshan, he presides over this Sambandhanuga uh, uh, bhakti. So <clears throat> so he's born and he's named as Sankarshan. He connects these two. There's other ways in which he he he's worthy of the epithet. Sankarshan, we mentioned last night, probably the most prominent way, he was able to draw Krishna to Vrindavan in an effort to pacify the gopis. Hmm. So much so that his teeth turned black. Hmm. 
Krishna was so much present there. He, with his plow, he drew the the Jamuna towards him and chastised. There are so many uh, examples of why he is named Sankarshan. So this is the Mool Sankarshan. So this verse is about Sankarshan, but about both of them. Mool Sankarshan, Mahar Sankarshan. Mool Sankarshan presides then um, over the trans-spatial, timeless realm of Mahabhaikuntha. Here it said, Mayatite Vyapi Bhaikuntaloke. The Bhaikuntaloka is the general name. And in the context of that, all the sacred, the sacred texts also speak of a Mahabhaikuntha. That Mahabhaikuntha, excuse me, is also known as Goloka. Kaviraj Goswami explains it has three principal divisions Gokul, Mathura, and Dwaraka. In Gokul, there's Krishna and Balaram. And Balaram is the friend, fast friend of Krishna. Then in Mathura, Krishna is manifest as Vasudev Krishna, and Balaram is manifest as this Mulsankarshan. Then they go to Dwarka. And they, Krishna has a son named Pradyumna from Rukmini, who has a son named Anirudha. And these four, Vasudev, Sankarshan, Pradyumna, and Anirudha, this is the Chaturbhuha. And there are two of them. One for the intimate realm, and one for the majestic realm of Vaikuntha. And again, they constitute Vasudev consciousness, Sankarshan ego, this uh, Pradyumna intelligence, Aniruddha, mind, hmm? kind of a division of this within consciousness and a personification of these things. And, um, hmm. and so, two divisions, basic divisions, Aishvarya and Madhurya of the trans-spatial, timeless place. It's a, it's a, it's to try to get an understanding of such a place, we talked about it a little bit. You know, the idea of the uh, it's 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 uh, it's uh, well, I say it like this: there is more to space than dimensions, like this many feet and that many inches. Hmm? There is more to space. Hmm? In fact, we. Uh, we there's an old song, There's a Place Where I Can Go <laughs> When I Feel Low When I Feel Blue <laughs> And It's My Mind And There's No Time In There And I Sing About You, something like that. It's a Beatles song, actually. So there's a place, there's a place. Of course, it's beyond mind, but in modern world today, in mind-brain, mind is thought to be synonymous with consciousness. We we differentiate it as a subtle form of matter through which consciousness inter- interfaces with, with the gross world. But at any rate, the point being that going within, there's a place within, hmm? and that is a bigger space. We go within hmm, to find a way to accommodate the limitations without. We're constantly being confronted with limitations without I mean, in the outside, in the outer world of time and space. Hmm? There are limitations. 
in order to get beyond them and find a more accommodating space, we go within. So much so that we like to invoke the saying, go in, go within, or go without. Hmm? It's very confined, very constrained, the world of time and space. Hmm? And so people readily do this, is my point, hmm? without you know, thinking that much about it. They go within. Hmm? They go in their mind and try to find a bigger space. Hmm? There's more space in there. Hmm? So what I'm saying to you is that there's a, there's a concept that everyone embraces of space that transcends uh, inches and feet and so forth as we ordinary, ordinary, ordinarily think of it. Trans, we want to call it trans-spatial, and it's a more meaningful space. It's a more accommodating space. And this is particularly so with the idea of the trans-spatial, timeless realm of Vaikuntha. There's it's a space that doesn't, it's not, that's everywhere because it's transpatial. Hmm? And it's timeless. There's time there, but it's timeless. Time rules here, and therefore it waits for no man or woman. Hmm? Time and tide wait for no man or woman. Hmm? They're ruling. Their time isn't, it doesn't rule. Hmm? But it's it's subordinate and um, and facilitates hmm? and and uh, there's no sorrow there hmm? there's no sad tomorrow <laughs> no sorrow <laughs> same song <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, something like eternal time hmm? time uh, I think Brahma Samhita describes it in Prabhupada's translation as conspicuous by its absence. But still there's a time, there's a day, there's a night, there's a rising of the sun and the moon, but, but it never ends. Hmm? And for that matter, each night, each Rasalila goes on forever, every full moon, forever. There's always a full moon, there's always a partial moon. There's always, every inch, every moment of time is, is, is eternal. Hmm? Just like the, the example is sometimes given that there's sun, it's always 12 o'clock somewhere. Hmm? So just to give, give us some idea. Hmm? The world here, if we look at it carefully, it speaks to us about a realm beyond itself hmm? that this is but the shadow of hmm? and constraining. Hmm? We're moving in the shadows. We cannot see clearly. And we keep bumping into the wall hmm? of limitations. There's a realm beyond that. Hmm? It's bigger First, we start to talk about it by way of talking about consciousness. In his commentary here, Krishnadas starts, starts with the intimate realm, goes to the majestic realm, then talks about the expanse of the halo of Bhagavan, Siddhalok, Brahman. Hmm? I'm going just for a moment the opposite way. From the world of time and space, we can talk about consciousness that underlies, it's bigger. It's bigger than the mind, the space within, and so forth. Hmm? But, as I've often said, if we move towards from Brahman towards Vaikuntha, things appear to get smaller. Hmm? Brahman is not spatial. Hmm? Vaikuntha is talked about in a spatial, kind of with spatial terminology. There are lokas, there are worlds, there are palaces. Again, there are names, there are forms and so forth. There are no names, no forms, 
no palaces, no people and nothing to do in, in Siddhaloka or in, in, in Brahman. This is a place that the devotees are not interested in. Bhakunta, yes, I'm interested in that. And here there are again names and forms. It seems to be coming, get, get smaller. But it's actually getting larger in, in that it's becoming a, a more accommodating space by measure of affection. There, the significant consciousness other makes his appearance and the possibility of a relationship with him in, in Shanta, in Dasya, and half of Sakya. These forces, the real forces of existence, if you will. So it's, it's much more friendly, much more accommodating, and thereby bigger. Bigger than Brahman and way bigger than the world, which is mean, hmm? without affection. It's dark, it's in the shadows, we're bumping into one another and we're eating one another as well. Jivo jivasya jivanam. And one living being is food for another. And then, from Bhakuntha, because I'm going backwards in the way, from where he's describing, we go to Goloka. You go up up that, across the bridge the other way, and past the, leave not only the Alcatraz, but San Francisco behind, into Adaria, <laughs> into the forest there. Hmm? Something like that. Simple place, rural place, the setting seems smaller, but Ingo, but Golok is much bigger. What is a bigger? There is a full face of Sakya. Full face of Sakya, intimate intimacy in fraternal love, and 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 a full measure of dasya tinged with Sakya, and Batsalya. You don't find that Narayan doesn't have a mother. We get a hint of it in an upper region, if you will, of of Vaikuntha and Ayodhya. He's got a mother. What's that? Ayodhya, I look at it as it's pointing in the direction of Golok, Ramlila. There are possibilities that you don't find right here in Vaikuntha. God has a father, has a friend, brothers. There's a place where that, that can be pursued and experienced. It's called Golok. And it's Smaller but bigger. Small is big. Hmm? It's much, much bigger. Much more, more accommodating, more affectionate there. More possibilities for love and exchange, reciprocal dealings with that significant other. Hmm? But because it's, because it's intimate, it must be small. Hmm? And there must be a few. Therefore, bhajay sheta dvipam tamaham golokamitiyam. Brahma says, that place, very rare. Only few souls go there. Only few souls can go there. But there are more souls there than anywhere. Of course, they're infinite everywhere. But <laughs> a few souls will go there. Hmm? Indeed, a few will go to Vaikuntha. What to speak of there? Narayana, Parayana, Nakutachana, Bibhati, Svarga, Pavarga, Naradkeshu. What does he say next? Uh, Narayanam apisidhanam 
Muktanamapi Siddhanam Narayana Parayana. That's the last line. Studulava Prashantatma Kotishwapi Mahamune. This is in the Brihat Bhagavatamrita when Gopakumar is making his travels. He's up in the higher planets of Sadhana. Hmm? Maybe Tapalok. Hmm? And he's whoosh. Sonata makes the sound in his book. Whoosh. What was that? Oh, some fortunate soul got uh, got liberated. Actually, he went he, that that he went to Brahman, liberated. Then he had to explore that. That was a, a rare occasion. Hmm? So, Bhagavatam says what she was speaking. Hmm? What does he say? Mm, that verse. Muktanam opi siddhanam kotisvapi mahamuni. Very rare, very rare does it occur that someone gets liberated. Muktanam opi siddhanam narayana parayana. Sudur oba prasantatma kotisvapi mahamuni. What to speak of becoming narayana parayana? Who life pran is given to narayana completely. This doesn't mean you do things and give them to Krishna or Narayan. You give yourself to Narayan. Hmm? Whatever you do follows in his, in his service. This is bhakti. Hmm? This is very rare. Hmm? Then, what to speak of Krishna Parayana? Hmm? What to speak of Golok? And within Golok, there's Dwarka of Mathura. He is perfect in Dwarka, more perfect in Mathura, most perfect in in Vrindavan. Matura has some sweeter pastimes, the birth of Krishna, hmm? uh, his, his schooling on the Sandipani Muni and so on and so forth. And we talked about a little, a little bit about, the, about this on the phone call. But Vrindavan so sweet. Gokul, it's called, known as Gokul. Svetadweep Vrindavan. Krishna Das is identified by these different epithets here. Hmm? It's a smaller place in appearance and, in, in, and if we describe it, but if we look to the heart of the description, we find, oh, it's a bigger place. Let's say the full face of Sakya, Dasya, Vatsalya, Madhurya mm, are fully manifest there. An inviting opportunity. Charibhav, Chaitanya Dev came to give of this place. Goloke Premodhan, Hodi Namsankirtan. He came to give this wealth through Namsankirtan. Mm? So he says there too. Chaturvyuhas, Vanamul Sankarshan for pastimes in Goloka. And then manifesting in, in Baikuntha. Hmm? There's Narayan, and then there's, there's this division, this view of consciousness, Vasudev, Sankarshan, Pradyumna, Naniruddha. And amongst them, this, this Sankarshan stands out. He is the same Balaram. Hmm? And he is the same Nityananda, Nityananda Ram. He is this. He both these. He's Balaram. Mm. Both these Sankarshans are partial manifestations of him, Balaram in Mathura and Dwarka, and Sankars, whose name is Sankarshan, and Sankarshan of Vaikuntha, lording over that. He, 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 very, uh, he is Krishna has described the source of all jivas, mm. presiding over ego, identity, mm. sense of identity. Mm. 
and he's preoccupied with that world. But Krishna brings his the 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 conclusion to his discussion of this verse by saying he's preoccupied with that world, but for one thing. In him arises some compassion hmm, for the jivas of the world, hmm, whom he himself has manifest as his through his partial his partial manifestation as Karnadakshai Vishnu, who a part of him this this mool this this, this Mahasankarshan, sits uh, comes aside and, and resides floats. <laughs> Uh, in a relaxing way, in his yoga nidra, in the causal ocean. Hmm? And he manifests the world of time and space. Hmm? Why is there a world of time and space? We don't have to ask about There is. <laughs> but it's like I said, there's a shadow. To light, there's a shadow. Consciousness, there's a subconscious, something like that. Hmm? So, he manifests this world uh, it's an it's a necessity the shadow and there's no meaning to the world without jivas so he who is Mahasankarshan, the source of jivas in his partial manifestation as the Mahavishnu manifests the world of time and space and jivas come from him there hmm? and those are the jivas of this world and this Sankarshan and Vaikuntha feels some compassion for them and so hmm, he avatars well he through the through the principal avatar, his principal avatar is the Mahavishnu, hmm? and the jivas come, and then so many avatars come through, hmm? and this Mahavishnu is is the Sankarshan, hmm? the very uh, the, the ego, so to speak, of the world, the the, the the forming the meeting between consciousness and matter that that uh, gives us an a material identity, hmm? the glancing onto matter hmm? that that causes matter to move in such a way and we are the causing the movement and then we're moved by the movement hmm? and identifying with it. Hmm? This is ahankar. Hmm? Then, you, then you, of course, you have the... You, it goes on. This is, we're just slightly heading into the next verse, which is all about Karnadakshai Vishnu hmm? or Mahavishnu. But just to play it out momentarily, here's the, there's the Sankarshan, the ego. Then you have the then you have Pradyumna. Hmm? of Vaikuntha, manifesting as Garbhadakshai Vishnu, presiding over intellect, and from him the Brahma is born. The four-headed Brahma, who lives in the plane of intellect. Hmm? Hmm? And from Aniruddha, of the second chapter of Yuha, of Vaikuntha. Hmm? The third Purusha makes his appearance as the Shirodakshai Vishnu, presiding over mind. Hmm? And he's the he has a, a, a the, the Vaikuntha Loka within the world, and he's the one the devas that in the world of the mind they 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 petition him, help us. The demons are getting the upper hand. Hmm? They pray to him. Hmm? It's all the mental world. Devas means kind of like this men, mental world. Hmm? So they and and Vasudeva Narayan staying in Vaikuntha, <laughs> presiding over consciousness. Hmm? So this way he's described the Sankarshan, Mul Sankarshan, Maha Sankarshan, and how how is it, I should mention, how is it that Baladeva's Mul Sankarshan, Maha Sankarshan manifests, if you will, or more like more we should say presides over the realms of the transpatial timeless realms of intimacy and majesty? 
by way of manifesting the Shakti, hmm, presiding over the Shakti of Sandini, hmm, existential Shakti, an aspect of the Sarup Shakti. Hmm. Uh, so he, uh, he, this is a, this is a, this is a Sandini. This is a Vishuddha. We have Sattva. Sattva here means existence. We have Mishra Sattva. This is the world of time and space, a mixed existence between matter and consciousness, mixing it up. Hmm? Uh, of course, consciousness never mixes, really, but it inter- interacts in such a way that it makes the world go round. And then you have, beyond the Mishra Sattva, you have Sattva, hmm? the pure existence of the self. Hmm? And we, have, we, or we can call it Brahman, we call it, uh, or even sometimes the Vaikuntha, Shuddha Sattva. But we want to go further. Vishuddha Sattva hmm? is a very special existence, hmm? a very special realm, full of intimacy, love, and so forth. And Balaram is presiding in this way. So he's a big person in this Balaram who manifests as Mahasankarshan, who manifests as Mulsankarshan, and the Vishnus, lying in the oceans of the causal, the Garbodak, the Churdak, and so forth, and the Seisha, this is all Nityananda Ram's partial manifestation. He's a big person. He's an important person. He can help us. <laughs> He's coming into the, the world of time and space in a big way to tell us about, ultimately, about that realm, about Golok. And this is the secret of Nityananda. <laughs> we don't need more to make up more than that. <laughs> As we were talking about last night. Is there any question? Yes. Bhakti is there. That doesn't mean that Balaram is Radha, though. Yeah. How does it work? <laughs> yeah, that can't be explained. <laughs> How does Bhakti work? Uh, he, well, Balaram has the ego of serving. Hmm? And um, I'm going to say, he's God and he's a devotee. He's both. He's God and devotee both. He presides over, as I said, an aspect of, this, of the Srup Shakti, the uh, Sandini Shakti. He manifests all the forms of Goloka and so forth. The whole of uh, Bhakti knows this. He's, he's manifest the form of Krishna. Try to figure that out. <laughs> uh, so I don't have an explanation for 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 that. Mm. But I guess I could say to you that you have bhakti, that doesn't mean that you are Radha. How is bhakti in your life? Bhakti has come into your life. So, Balaram is also a 
is also a um, has bhakti. It doesn't mean that he's Radha. Why would it be any different for him than anyone else? And also, you have to understand that Radha is within Krishna. That means the Surup Shakti is within Krishna. It's not that there's no Surup Shakti in Balaram. Hmm? Balaram is Krishna. Hmm? A little partial manifestation of Krishna. But uh, he has, uh, how you say, hmm? Surup Shakti hmm? also. Yeah. When Krishna leaves Vrindavan and goes towards Mathura, what happens? Does he like, you know, Krishna and Balaram go towards Mathura, and then what happens? Krishna comes out of Balaram and enters. Mathura. No, it's not like that. I used to think it was like that, but it's 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 not like that. Hmm? It's not that Balaram manifests Vasudev Krishna. Hmm? It's not. No. Hmm. Balaram is is a principal member of the Chaturvyuha. Hmm? Krishna is one of them too. Vasudev Krishna. Vasudev is Krishna. Hmm? And Balaram goes with him. Hmm? And Hanirudha and Pratyumna are manifest, uh, manifest in the Dwarka Dwarkalila. Hmm? Now when you get to Vaikuntha, hmm? then you have the Mool Sankarshan, and it says that he's the source of the three Vishnus, and then you have so many avatars coming and so forth and so on. But he, he he's not described here in Chaitanya Charitamrita as as the source of the Chaturvyuha, neither the source of uh, in 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 Golok, neither the source of it in Vaikuntha, but a very very prominent within the Chaturvyuha, and his prominence in the ways in which he uh, operates there to some extent of what Krishna is bringing out. Hmm? Same thing. Same thing, yeah. He's a member of that. Hmm? Yeah. Yes. The, this knowledge about the Chaturvyuha is um, taught by Mahaprabhu to Rupa or Sanatana? Yeah. Later on? Is it, is it sounds really peculiar to the Gaudiya something. Is, is it no, it's not at all peculiar. It's In fact, it's much more prominent than Ramanuja Sampradaya. You want to talk about viewers, you go there. Well, they will talk about the, the Mahasankarshan, Vasudeva, Pradyumnani, Rudra of, 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 of Vaikuntha. Mm-hmm. And then they'll talk about the manifestations of three of them in, as, the, as the Vishnus, and how it corresponds with everything down to your body and where you put Tilak, and, and the four, the 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 the, 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 the the four uh, have three under them, which represents the different tw- twelve tilaks and twelve places, and then they're, they're really in the vyuha. <laughs> it's very um, mystical and subtle and uh, yogic, hmm? uh, but, but there's no mention of the sankarshan for lila and golok, like like we're talking about being there. Uh, the primary Chaturvyuha mm. in their Sampradaya. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Rupa Gos, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught something to Rupa Sanatana Goswami uh, about that. Uh, but in Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's just really given as list 
and there's this, and there's this, and there's that. Very quickly going through it all. You, if you read maybe Lagu Bhagavatamrita, Baldevi Bhusan has a commentary on that. There's probably some more explanation of the Chaturvyuha there. You might get some insight. Um, I haven't studied Lagu Bhagavatamrita. I think you have a copy of it. Yeah. But that's, Lagu Bhagavatamrita is a book where Rupa Goswami shows that Krishna is, is Swayam Bhagavan in a different way than it's been shown in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu or in, in other texts by talking about all these different manifestations of the Godhead and placing them and so forth. It's so vast, I mean, and complex. And also, I was thinking today about it, the, the, description of, the descriptions of Golok. Hmm? So really, really, you, you, you find this all from the Gaudiya people, not from the Valavas, not from the Nimbarkis, who are also Ragmarks and Pradayas, but all these uh, details about Golok, people, names... Uh, it's a, it's an incredible uh, wealth, so to speak, that they've shared, Gaudi Acharyas, about that. And that's their, of course, their specialty, praying there. Mm. So, all right. Yeah. And uh, where is Sadashiva? We'll get down to that. It's, it's entering into the world. But that's, yeah, that's uh, Mahavishnu. Mm. Mm. Also called Sadashiva. Yes. Um, I was thinking about Priyanarma Sakas. It really seems like they get the best of both worlds. <laughs> right, is that, that's right. That's a saying. Yeah. In yeah, what respect? They get the best of both worlds. They get to be with Krishna during the day and the night, and get to be with them the most. Is that right? Well, I don't know how I don't know how active they are at the night. Hmm. Um, there may be some activity there, but um, some participation there. But but they can say this that they they certainly get to participate in all of Krishna's cowherding leelas, and they get to participate in Krishna's romantic leelas. They're very much involved there. In that sense, this is the way in which you know, someone with affinity for Sakyarasa and Priyanarma Sakya Sakyarasa in particular will reason about it. Hmm? everyone will have their reasoning about why theirs is the best. Hmm? There are some objective things that one can bring to the fore, hmm? like Sakiras is what, that one Ras where, where both sides are equal. Hmm? They feel the same about one another. This is one of the qualities, uh, so on and so forth. But uh, there's Pranay, as there is in Madhura Ras, but there's not in Vatsali Ras or, or Dasi Ras. Hmm? So many things. But the reason that the Maduras is is highlighted as the best um, is because um, it affords, uh, I want to say, greater greater intimacy. Hmm? And, um, and particularly the handmaidens of Radha, that position is highlighted because rather than competing with Radha for Krishna in, in romantic life, they subordinate themselves to Radha and as Dasis of Radha, so to speak, they they get so absorbed in her, they experience whatever she experiences. Hmm? And who could experience more love of Krishna than Radha? Hmm? Of course, when Radha wants to experience Sakyaras, she manifests as Subal, the primary 
Brihanaramasaka. <laughs> so uh, there are there are different ways to objectively argue about one's or, or make a case for one's own uh, pursuit and so forth. But at the same time, it, we 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 do defer to Krishna's Kaviraj and the and the Goswamis um, with regard to the uh, the uh, Manjari Bhav and that. The, the measure of the Mahabhav, this is kind of hair-splitting, uh, extends a, a little further than the Mahabhav tasted by the Priyanarmasakas. They taste Ruda Mahabhav. She tastes Adi Ruda Mahabhav. Adi Ruda Madan. Uh, Adi Ruda Mohan. Adi Ruda Madan Mahabhav. And some gopis will stop at Ruda Mahabhav like the Priyanarmas. Hmm? Gopis of Radha, they will taste, and Radha, Adi Ruda. Ruda means full-blown. Adi Ruda means <laughs> really full-blown. Mm-hmm. Beyond full-blown, something like that. Hmm? Mahabhav. So, uh, gopis and, and Priyanarmas up to Ruda Mahabhav. Gopis of, 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 of Radhika her, in her camp. Hmm? Adi Ruda Mahabhav. And then, Within that, you have Radha tasting Adiruddha Modan, Adiruddha Madan, Maranakil Mahavav. And so the idea is that having attached themselves as those handmaidens do to Radha, they they taste that. That's a way that the jivas can taste the full of. Fullest measure of of Radhabhav. Hmm. So that's the argument. Hmm. Um, but of course, the overriding argument is subjectively, each devotee feels that his is best, and he or she will argue for that in different ways too. So that's why there are different readings of different verses. Hmm. If you read, for example, in Venu Gita, Venu Gita, the gopis are are talking about Krishna amongst themselves in separation and about his glorifying his flute and so forth. So they make a beautiful statement about nothing could be more beautiful to the eyes than seeing Krishna and Balaram walking into the forest with their friends and their cows. Hmm? This is the perfection of the eyes to see this. Hmm? And then so the cowherd types will say, see, even the gopis say that. Hmm? Even the gopis are saying that. So our position is best. Hmm? Or they'll say, Radha is found in places in the text to be pining for the opportunity that Subal has. It. Look, he can walk arm in arm with Krishna in, in public. Hmm? So you see, in our sentiment, even Radha wants that. Hmm? Ours, is, ours is the best. They will. So they're in a higher stage, then they'll translate verses like that. And then the gopis will have their own translation in Manduri Rasa of the same verses. Hmm? And show how oh it's it's, it's really they're talking only about Madurasa here, hmm. so that's why in the alt, in the end this snigda snehasya snigda snigdasya sneha sajatiya snigdasya favorable association means favorable same rasa. <laughs> They'll be in one one camp, and they'll be interpreting the verses in the same way, relishing the same way, 
that'll be most favorable. But there's a lot of, again, there's overlapping between these two, the pre and sakas. Sakas in general is favorable to Madhuri Rasa. These two are favorable to one of them. Vatsalya Rasa is not favorable to Madhuri Rasa. Hmm? But that's a positive unfavorable. Hmm? You follow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but they're they're compatible, I should say, Madhuri Rasa and Sakya Rasa, especially the pre and Sakas. They're it's, they're definitely a special special group, hmm. and they do they do they do have the full opportunity for the uh, the, the main show, so to speak, of cow herding. That's the main show, but there's a secret main show too, which is uh, off the stage, the backstage. Cow herding is like center stage, but then there's a the backstage life too. <laughs> What's going on backstage? Yeah. They have some access to that as well. All right, we'll stop there. See Chaitanya Charitamrita Kijaya. Aoji Gopal Kijaya. Oh, damn.